Hello everybody, Julian Charles here of TheMindRenewed.com, coming to you as usual from the depths of the Lancashire countryside here in the UK. And today I'm essentially touching base with you, as it were, after the Christmas break and before things get going in earnest here at TMR for 2023. I am, at the moment, still in the process of building the schedule for the early part of the year, um, homing in on subjects that I want to cover, and identifying suitably qualified people to invite onto the programme. Not necessarily people with bags of formal qualifications, though not necessarily people who don't have bags of formal qualifications, but you know what I mean, people who know what they're talking about. Um, and that, in part, is why I'm making this particular podcast. To ask you, near the beginning of the year, whether you've been listening a long time or a short time or a medium length of time, uh, what direction you think TMR should take in the coming weeks and months? And that question of direction really has three parts to it. First, what direction do you think TMR should take in terms of format, which I think is something I've not asked before? Uh, second, what direction should TMR take in terms of subjects to discuss and potential guests to invite? And I'll come back to that in just a moment. And third, what direction do you think TMR should take in terms of podcast regularity? And again, I'll come back to that in a moment because it's connected in a way to what I want to say about format. So first, what direction should TMR take in terms of format? Now, the reason why I'm asking this is it has become apparent to me over the last several years, really, but over the last two to three years in particular, that the interview has become ubiquitous. It is everywhere on pretty much any subject you can think of from any point of view, in-depth, surface level, short, long, formal, relaxed, whatever, you know, wherever you look, there's another interview. And it can just feel sometimes like you know, they've lost their currency to some extent. And I'm, I'm not lamenting that, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that so many people have felt the need to ask serious questions about what's going on in the world, such that so much media has been generated. And, you know, that's, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. But it does make me wonder if perhaps the interview as such should no longer be the main focus of TMR's programming. Now, I don't know. That's the question that I'm asking. Now, to some extent, that's already happened, as the COVID era tended to push me for various reasons towards doing more different kinds of things, you know, like roundtables and more one-to-one -one dialogues, which aren't really interviews, and uh, more satirical shows, you know, etc. So, but, but, but the interview has always remained, at least in my mind, as, you know, the gold standard, the, the core of TMR's programming. So my question here is, should I change my mind on that? Should it instead be just one of the formats among a range of different formats that I use here at TMR for various purposes? So, you know, there, there still would be interviews, but not necessarily more than there would be, say, one-to-one -one conversations or roundtables, not just movie roundtables. I mean, on various issues, um, satirical programs, whatever. You get the picture. Please do let me know what you think about that. I would be interested to get a range of views on that question. Uh, then second, what direction should TMR take in terms of subjects and potential guests? Now, I know that I've asked this a number of times before, but I'll ask it again because it's been a long time since I have asked that. If you have any particular subject areas that you would like TMR to address, 
please do let me know. Uh, obviously, there is no shortage of important issues out there. But what I'm saying here is I would like to have some idea of what you would like me to concentrate on, or at least to cover. But but just two things about that, though. Um, if you're at all familiar with TMR's output, you will know that it is what I call only half fringe. Uh, so please don't go suggesting things like donut earth theory or are there dinosaurs on Mars or um, is Elvis still alive or anything like that. Um, unless, of course, you're suggesting it as a possible subject for satire, then please do. You know, I'm, I'm reasonably open-minded, I think. Uh, but to quote the great, late and much missed Dr. Tim Ball, I'm not so open-minded that I let my brains fall out. So as I say, please don't suggest anything like that. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's not going to be much of a problem for TMR listeners anyway, on the whole. Uh, but I thought I'd mention that. But more important, um, please bear in mind, if you do kindly suggest something, I may not actually follow up on the specific suggestion that you make. Now, I may do, but I may not. But even if I don't, um, I often find that a suggestion that somebody makes can trigger an interest and lead in the direction of subjects and guests that I otherwise would not have thought about. So it is all helpful one way or another. So please, if you can, do make suggestions. Uh, then finally, uh, third, what direction should TMR take in terms of podcast regularity? So as I said, this is related to format. So um, let me explain this. In the early years of the podcast, I tried to keep to a weekly pattern. Now, I didn't always manage that, but that was my goal. Uh, but then, But then later... As life became less predictable, uh, particularly following the birth of our second child and then the care situation with my parents, I found that I had to settle into a fortnightly pattern, again, which I often didn't manage. But, you know, that, that was my new goal. Um, but now I'm questioning whether I should have a time goal at all, because although in one sense, obviously, it can be a good discipline, in another sense, it can be a problem, and specifically in terms of its impact on format in a way, because if my priority is always to get a show out, as the podcasting phrase goes, then there are going to be certain kinds of projects that tend to get shelved. For example, interviews with professors about their academic books and that sort of thing, because I'm delaying those in favor of quicker things to meet my time goal, you see. So in order to avoid TMR moving too much in the direction of less in-depth material published more frequently, which ironically will probably increase its popularity, I am seriously considering not even thinking in terms of a time pattern now at all, but just to produce podcasts when it feels right to do so, which might mean two weeks between podcasts or six weeks or one week or whatever, depending on the subject, the, the project that I'm working on, because I don't want TMR to become watered down. And I do feel that pressure. I am resisting that, but I do feel that. And, and, and one way of resisting that, I think, is simply to say to myself, look, it doesn't matter when I publish a podcast. So if you have time, again, please, would you let me know what you think about that too? Um, especially those of you who kindly support the podcast. Which brings me to a final issue, um, somewhat ironic, because I've just been talking about not even trying to stick to a timetable, uh, but there is never a good time to talk about this issue. So I will do so now anyway. And that is donations. There you go. I said it, the dirty word. Uh, I don't like talking about donations, uh, but I feel I have to from time to time. Um, first, thank you. Thank you to those of you, the half dozen or so of you who regularly support the program. Uh, without you, TMR would no longer exist. So I am hugely grateful to each of you for doing that um, and for your faithful commitment to that. 
But quite frankly, TMR could do with a bit more support. Now, that's partly because I hardly ever mention donations. As I say, I don't like to do that. So that's my fault, I suppose. But but I'm mentioning it now. So um, please remember, none of this is for me. It's all for TMR. Uh, there are running costs. It is a ministry, an odd one, but it is one nevertheless. So, you know, please do consider not just what you personally get out of these podcasts, but what others might get out of these podcasts simply being on the net. Um, and even a really small amount, like a pound a month, or dare I say it, yeah, I'm going to dare to say this, even a pound a year can make a difference. And I say that because I know that thousands of people listen to this show on and off. So if everybody listening were to give a pound a year, I would never have to make this request again. Okay, now I know that's not going to happen, but you, you get the picture. So if you would kindly like to donate, naturally there's a PayPal button on the website, but for obvious reasons, many people aren't too keen on PayPal these days. So I have set up a buy me a coffee option as the first option now, um, which allows one-off donations, but also recurring donations in the form of what's called membership levels, which are not really memberships in any meaningful sense. They're just a way of donating, but um, I'm treating them as a bit of fun. So if you go to the support tab on the website at themindrenew.com and then click on buy me a coffee, you'll find six membership levels. The phone box level, which is the lowest one, then the plastic ducks level, which is a bit more advanced, then the lemon drizzle cake level, which is actually really quite advanced, then the mysterious object level, which starts to get a little bit more esoteric, then the contented pussycat level, which I think speaks for itself, and finally the top level, which is the honorary order of the owl level which also confers honorary membership of the Nephilim Chap Society. So yeah, great honor there. Anyway, just a bit of fun there. Uh, the memberships, as I say, don't actually mean anything. They're just a way of supporting TMR if you are able. So to summarize uh, questions about, please, format, subjects and guests, and this question of regularity, please do let me know what you think about all or any of those. Um, and finally, donations, if you can, even if it's just a little so to end with, as I've been talking about different formats, uh, something I've never done before, a phone-in, uh, an improvisatory fake phone-in. Yes, I'm sure I've, I've never talked about that sort of thing before. Let me share this with you again, just for a little bit of fun here at the end of the podcast. Um, every Monday or most Mondays between 3pm and 5pm, my friend Mark Campbell, uh, or perhaps I should say our friend, as he's decidedly a friend of the show by now, um, Mark hosts a hospital radio show called Valley Park Radio here in the UK. And he hit on the idea a few months ago of including a phone in for listeners in order to bring some variety to his show. But of course, because it's hospital radio and so it's not widely broadcast to the general public, uh, the actual chance of anybody phoning in is pretty slim. In fact, it's virtually negligible. So uh, Mark asked me if I would phone in each week, uh, playing the part of a member of the public phoning in um, and making it, of course, gently humorous, but just on the edge of believability. So I phone in each Monday as a man called John Ash with an E from Basingstoke uh, for about 10 minutes each week. And we we try not to crack up on air and we, we basically see where the imp improvisation leads. And uh, John always gives a shout out to either Molly or Maud, his boyhood girlfriends from the 1970s. And he chooses a record from the 1970s or 1980s to which he used to dance to as a young man. And I thought I would just share one of the recent ones with you uh, in which John phoned in to talk about UFOs and his dentist. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and of course, I have to say the following is a work of fiction. 
Uh, any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. So there we are. If uh, if there is a John Ash, spelt with an E, uh, living in Basingstoke, who's about 60 years old, had girlfriends called Maud and Molly back in the mid-1970s, rides a pogo stick and uses stilts for a hobby, and occasionally tries to earn a few quid by buying and selling Cornish pasties and driving up and down the M6 before they go bad, and once won a second-hand lawnmower in a competition... As I say, that's purely coincidental, uh, as is the case with his fictitious UFO enthusiast dentist called Laura from Scotland. So uh, there we go. Uh, Just a bit of fun, and I hope you enjoy it. Right, well, of course, we've been off the air for a couple of weeks, but uh, thankfully we have our regular listener on the line, I believe. It's John from Basingstoke. You there, John? Hello, Mark. Yes, John here. John Ash. John Ash with an E from Basingstoke. I'm here again. Uh, nice to speak to you after this break. Yeah, lovely to speak to you, John. So, uh, how are you doing in Basingstoke? Have you missed me? Oh, always miss you, Mark. Yep, whenever you're not there, always miss you. I'm doing fine in Basingstoke, actually. I'm in Basingstoke today, not on a holiday or anything like that. No, I have been outside today uh, looking at... Uh, we've got some gates, you see, so I've been fiddling around with the gates because they're a bit broken. All right. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm getting there. Okay, you're getting there and the gates are getting there. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, we're both getting there. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what have you what have you uh, called in to chat about today, John? Well, something that's been on my mind for quite a long time. I'd like to have chatted with you, but not really thought about it until recently. And that is um, UFOs. I'd like to talk about UFOs with you today, Mark. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, so, uh, well, have you seen a UFO then, John? Is that why you're calling? Well, that's actually not quite why I'm why I'm calling. Let me let me um let me explain it like this. You see, um. Every now, every year, really, or is it every six months now? You know, I've got to this age now. It tends to be every six months, or so it doesn't always, you know, because of course COVID has, has messed things up. Mm. But I get called every six months uh, to go to the dentist. I'm a very nice dentist. Um, her name is Laura, and uh, she's been looking after my teeth for quite a long time. So I go there every six months and have a, you know, what do they call it? Um, do they call it? A, uh, what's it? A, a checkup? Checkup. What they call it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'll have a checkup to see that uh, no, no, none of the fillings have fallen out and that sort of thing. Mm. Anyway, yes, uh, yeah, we've got quite a good relationship with her. She's just very uh, talkative and she's got a nice assistant there and they, they talk. And of course, you can't talk back, can you, now when the drill is in your mouth mm. and all that sort of thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, quite nice, nice atmosphere. You have to wait quite a long time sometimes in the waiting room. Mm. And you know what it's like in those waiting rooms. The magazines are not very interesting, are they? Hello, magazine and yeah. that sort of thing. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't get to the age now where I don't know who any of these people are in the <laughs> magazine, you know? Right. Incredible. Supposedly celebrities and all that. Anyway, so there I am uh, looking at these these papers and what well, always gets me about that place is a very faint smell of tobacco and I think that's very odd because Ooh. I'm quite sure being a health establishment like mm. that, they wouldn't allow smoking or anything like that, but, but perhaps it's a caretaker or something at the end of the day. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, that's what I do and then I go in, it's all very nice and... Uh, yeah, very pleasant atmosphere. Well, the only thing, the only little bugbear that I have about the dentists is that, you know, I mean, you know, frankly, COVID's all over, isn't it, Mark? You know, well, in a serious way. Well, in, in any serious yeah. way. And yet, and yet, and yet, it's all masks everywhere. I get a bit fed up with it, you know. Mm. You go in there and then, you know, they have a good old look around your mouth. They take the mask off. Hmm. Anyway, I don't want to get into a big thing about that. Did, did, Don, John, sorry. John, did, did, you said you wanted to talk about UFOs, is that right? Yes, I want to talk about UFOs, um, and that's because it has to do with my dentist, who I get, I get on with, with very well, actually. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when she drills, uh, sometimes Ooh. she has to, to to remove you know, a little bit of scraping. Uh, the scraping the plaque, like. I find uh, the worst bit. The scra- uh, scraping of the plaque 
it's not good, is it? Yeah, but that's, that's the hygienist, isn't it? And I must admit, the hygienist is a little bit more, as we say in this area of the world, rabrouche, you know? A little bit heavy-handed. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Right. No, but my, my dentist is very good, Laura. Yeah, so okay. she'll, she'll use the, the drill, but uh, it never really hurts. I mean, even okay. without a local anaesthetic, it's amazing. She has a very good technique with that. Okay. So, yeah, she, she's got to do with the story I want to tell today. Okay, um, and this is your U- be, UFO... Modern, this is your UFO story, is it? Sorry. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only been modernised in recent years, because when I first went there, you know, it was sort of dilapidated, really. Not what you expect for a dentist, is it? Right, okay. But I think they've had quite an injection, no, quite intense, <laughs> an injection of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of money into the establishment. Um, maybe it's gone a bit sort of more privatised sort of thing, you know. And um, anyway, although I'm still on the NHS with what? regard to their services. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's all rather nice, uh, you know, sparkling, new and... Uh, okay. yeah, so so yeah, get, getting, get back, getting back onto uh, UFOs, John. Yes, well, I'm leading up to that. Oh, right, okay. It has, it has to do with my dentist. Right, um, Laura. Who, um, well, you see, well, I mean, to, to be quite honest, I, I think she's very knowledgeable. I mean, she's not long out of college. Mm. Unlike my, my doctor, of course, is not long out of college. There's no, there's no thing. Oh, is he the one who talked, two, said that... Uh, two things together, to be honest. Is he the one who sort of thought that uh, being on a pogo stick did your back in and you didn't believe him? Is that right? I seem to recall something like that. Yes, that's the one who was wrong about that. That's right. Right. Yes. Doesn't know anything, straight out of college. But she's not exactly straight out of college, but she's fairly new out of college, but obviously has studied very hard. Right. Uh, okay. Did very well in her exams, I should think. And very, a very good dentist, actually. Yes. I, anybody who'd like to go on her books, you know, I, I recommend you're in the Basingstoke area to go to that particular okay. establishment. Yeah, what's what's the name of the dental practice? I'm not sure we, I'm not sure we're allowed to advertise, really, but uh, uh, her name is Laura, oh, so... Yes. Laura, yeah, yeah, that's right, Laura. Yeah. Have, have a look around. There can't be that many Lauras practising as dentists. No, not in, not in the Basingstoke area, I would have thought. No, that's right, yes, yes. Anyway, she's central to, to, to what I want to say today. So, yeah. so, so taking you back a bit, John, because you did phone up, I think, talk about UFOs. Oh, that's right, yes, it's to do with Laura. And, um, you see, when I go there and I'm lying in the chair and um, <clears throat> having the drill or whatever it is or the scraping done, although the hygienist attempts to do mm, that one, mm. um, uh, she, um, she just starts to, well, just before she puts the drill in, she'll often say something about, oh, yes, well, um, um, I, I have, I've, I've seen some um, UFOs recently. So I, 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 I'll re- start to react to it. Oh, oh, but of course, as soon as I start to react, in goes the drill. Yeah. Or, or fiddling around with a glove in the mouth, you know. To and I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to react with a sense of interest, and it all comes out as. Oh, dear. So yes. we don't really get anywhere. We don't no. really get anywhere. So um, I, I can't actually respond, although I have heard some of the things that she says. Can you hear it above the noise of the drill then? It's a bit difficult at times. Mm. Mm. So what's the she's, di- she's obviously very inspired by the idea of UFOs and, has, and claims to have seen many UFOs in the sky. Oh right, which is very interesting, isn't it? So what does she say? What so does she is she a is she a fellow Basingstokian? Then is it somewhere? Is it something that's happened to her in Basingstoke? Is that the word Basingstokian? Well, I suppose she is an honorary one now, but she actually Scottish. Oh right, and most of the UFOs that she's seen, which of course she described as discs, right. Um, She's seen up in uh, the Highlands. Okay. Mm. So flying, she's seen flying saucers up in the up in the Cairngorms. No, no, she says they're, they're UFOs. She's seen UFOs because I mean, the, do you remember that there was a, a TV series 
Well, it was on when I was uh, quite young, actually. I think it was called UFO, was it? Or Project UFO or something Ooh, like that. Do you remember yes. the one? Do you remember well, that one? Gosh, there was an old thing called UFO. Jerry Anderson, he did the Thunderbirds, didn't that's, he? The Thunderbirds. I think, I, I, I think that's the one. Is ah. that the one with the young ladies with the coloured hair? Yes. That's right, they're on the moon base. They're on the... Was his name Straker? Ed Straker, Ed Straker, yes. He was in charge of, uh, of, def- of, of uh, in, well, defending the Earth against UFOs. That's right. Right. That's right, and he had a funny card, didn't he, where the, the, uh, yeah. the Delor- doors came up at the side. Yeah, sort of DeLorean thing, wasn't it? Gullwing doors, yes. Right, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, no, not at all like that. Right. Um, what it's more like is um, sort of long sausages. You know, some people talk about UFOs. You know, a lot of people talk about them being like lampshades and things like that. But that's not what. Well, she says she says discs, mm. but discs more in the sense of um, an elongated disc, a bit more like a sausage roll. Does, does that make sense? So, so a sausage roll or a, or a sausage. Sausage roll. Right. So that's a UFO of course a UFO is not necessarily a flying saucer is it? a UFO is 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 I suppose strictly speaking an unidentified flying object so it could be anything really no, it could be any- no no she identifies it as a UFO that's what she says so it's sort of disc like like oval well it's sort of like oval you know like a rugby ball I suppose okay so is but that oval on is that, no, so, no, but sort of flattened like a dinner so plate if you looked at it quickly no not like a dinner plate like a rugby ball as you look at it quickly, mm. you know, sort of elongated, crushed a bit, you think, oh, that's the shape of a sausage roll. But then if you look at it a little bit more closely, you think, oh, that's the shape of, oh, it's a bit like a disc, isn't it? Because it's sort of rounded at the mm. edges. But then you think, no, 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 it's a bit, it's a bit sort of, it's got some angles to that, to that end. So it, it, it's, it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like a sausage roll. It's a bit like a rugby ball sausage roll, you know. So does she... Tell you all this while she's drilling your teeth. She does. That's what makes it very difficult when she's describing a sausage roll, rugby ball, mm. disc. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going there like that. <laughs> and what I'm trying to say is, yeah. can, you, can you make it clearer what it is you've actually yeah. seen in the sky with these 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 UFOs? Fascinating though, Mark, because I'm quite convinced that that there are all kinds of things behind the clouds watching us all the time. Don't you think? <sighs> well, I don't know about behind all the clouds, time. but uh, I think they're. I don't know. I'm, I'm the jury's out, as they say, uh, on that. Don't you think, though, that if one of these UFO sorcery sausage roll rugby ball things had had appeared, that uh, I don't know that it would make itself more well known and land in the middle of Hyde Park or something? No, because we'd all be scared. I think the authorities know. Have you ever seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Uh, I have a long time ago. Good film, isn't it? Very it's, good. Yes, it is a good it's, film. That, that, you, you'd think that that was just like entertainment, but actually that's based on truth. Right. Definitely. Okay. No, I know. I read that somewhere. Okay. Definitely. That happened. And that doesn't just happen then, whenever that was. It happens quite regularly. There are these meetings where UFOs come down. Also, they're not just sausage shapes and things. Yeah. But all kinds of shapes come down and they meet with human beings and the authorities and it's in places where people don't know. Huh. What, like Scotland? Well, the, the, like Scotland, yeah. Because mm. oh. if we knew, if we knew all about it, everybody would be scared. So the authorities keep it from us. I think it's fascinating. Mm. Quite, yeah. And this all, then this all comes from your dentist? Uh, well, not all of it. I had you know, some interest in that sort of thing. Okay. 
So what happens when... uh, Um, But she knows more about it than anybody I've met before. Wow. And and what happens when... So when she's done your teeth and she says, Mm. spit... Uh, and you you have some of that strange sort of pink liquid that, that, that I can't work out what it tastes of, and you spit it out. What happens next? Mm. Do, does she, does she? Can you sort of quiz her on what she said, or or, or is that yeah, sort of it? I'm glad you ta- you said that, Mark, because that's another problem. Uh huh. Because when I finish, go oh, like that, yeah. and then she you know takes all stuff out like that. You know that you know you have the assistant there with that funny sort of vacuum thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Getting rid of the saliva. Mm. Uh, not very nice, is it? But I suppose no. it's necessary, otherwise you'd be coughing and spluttering mm. all over the place. Well, you drown. So that comes yeah. out, and that not <laughs> comes out, right? Mm. And then mm. I'm thinking, now is my opportunity yeah. to actually say, can you tell us a little bit more about the shape of this thing and what you think's inside? Have you actually seen any mm. little green men mm. looking in the windows and all that? Mm. By the time I sort of half formed the sentence, she just butts in and says, swill and spit. Right? Yeah. So then I do exactly what you do. Yeah. See? Yeah. But that then, that's, that's interrupted my flow. Wow. And often I'm thinking, well, just a minute. Now, what was I saying? And I won't, by the time I've gathered my thoughts, and, you know, they're, the two of them, they're telling me about what the state of my teeth is. You uh, can't. That's it. You know, if they're yes. saying, well, I'm, you know, you, about tooth might have to have something done on it next time. Yeah. Um, but, um, Huh. Oh, oh, by the way, what, what, what was the shape of this? Uh, you know, you can't do that. No. That's rude. No, so I she's, it's she's gone on for years. It's gone on for years. Years. Oh, it, well, she's fresh out of college, but it's gone on for years. Yep, that's right. Now, oh, that's fascinating, John. Okay, well, perhaps, uh, I don't know when you're due to see her next. Perhaps you could, um, yeah, tell us next time you visit the dentist uh, if she's got anything more interesting to say about uh uh, sausage rolls and if she's seen anybody inside the sausage rolls uh, that would be interesting I, I to do. know I'm going tomorrow so I'll be able to do that oh right okay now John before you go uh, do you have a, a a request for us to play here on Valley Park Radio I do I would like to have the theme music from Project UFO or whatever it's called well there was program that you well there was project ufo wasn't there that was like 1980 that was from project blue book or something that was real life cases and uh, that one then no, I, no the jerry Anderson i think the one you mean is yeah with ed straker and the women with funny that's hair that's uh yeah ufo okay I, I like those women i bet you do john yeah i do i like the the, the hair they had okay good. well pretty good i want that music you see okay. that came from sort of time when I was dancing to things. Were you dancing? Actually, quite, I, well, I was very young then, wasn't I? I was very young, because I was born in 62. Right. So I was very young. So, um, were so you, you can imagine me dancing in front of the TV, can't you? What, to the theme from UFO? Absolutely. Right, well, Great we'll, stuff. we'll yeah. get that on the on the virtual turntable. Uh, but do you have anybody you'd like to give a shout-out for? Maud. Okay, we'll Please. do that We'll do that for Maud. Right. Well, lovely to hear from you, John. Uh Hope you're you're safely back on terra firma now. Uh, after telling us all about that, what are you what are you planning for the rest of the day? Gates, fantastic. All right, I'm we'll try and finish those gates today. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll speak to you um, next week. Uh, hopefully, you'll be listening to the show as you always do. Regular listener to the show, John Ash. I will be. I will be. Yeah. Yeah. All Great right. show. Thanks for having me on again, Mark. No problem. Lovely to hear from you, John. Cheerio. Bye bye.
So there you go. Uh, So that's it for today. Uh, Do let me know what you think about those questions, please, from earlier on. And indeed, let me know if you'd like to hear a little bit more from John Ash from time to time. Why not? Um, Show notes for this program can be found at themindrenewed.com. Podcast music by the brilliant Anthony Rajakoff, attribution non-commercial share alike 4.0 international. You have been listening to me, Julian Charles of themindrenewed.com and my guests, Mark Campbell and the fictitious John Ash. But don't tell him that. And the equally fictitious Laura from Scotland. And I very much look forward to speaking to you again in the near future.